Episode 7 of Season 2. I'm Madison Morsh and I'm here with Kim Baker. I think we just kind of struggled with that intro because <laughs> it's not, it's technically happy half hour, right? But this is technically a full Are we doing a ha- episode? I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see where the well, time Well, this is us. like happy half hour time, but full length episode Content? Live. Yes. <laughs> this is true, yeah. So it's Monday night and... We're just feeling a little Monday up today. Yeah, well, we actually just got back from another run. Uh, we're, we're now run girls. <laughs> this is a new thing. Kim and I run, and then we record a podcast. It's a very productive a productive day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got a little sweat in, and now we're just um, going to get a little, a little pot on. I may or may not have twisted my ankle on the run, for the record. <laughs> yeah, running outside in this... Um, climate. <laughs> Not even climate. It's freaking dark out. Like, honestly, fuck daylight savings. Fuck the winter. Yeah. People that are, like, team fall and team winter over summer. Like, yeah, I know the summer weather sucks, but, like, no. I'm team fall, for sure. Absolutely not. Well, regardless, we had to endure it because gotta get a little workout in before Thanksgiving and all the giant amounts of food that we're going to eat this week. So. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm already there because I attended a Friendsgiving on Saturday and my plate was filled to the brim and I went back for seconds. I feel like almost a loser because I have not attended a single Friendsgiving. Okay, but for the record, you were invited to this <laughs> Friendsgiving. You just couldn't make it. Yeah, I know, but... Everyone has been posting, and they've been to, like, four different Friendsgivings. Okay, for the record, this is the only Friendsgiving I was invited to. Yeah, like, is it normal to have more than one Friendsgiving? I don't have that many friends, so... Yeah, I have, like, one single friend group. Or I kind (laughs) of have, like, two, if you count, like, you guys plus my college friends, but I just combine that friend group. Well, yeah, that's how I feel, too. And, like, this Friendsgiving was kind of a, a hodgepodge of people, for sure. Which I feel like is what Friendsgivings are supposed to be. It was, like, 25 people. It was the most absurd thing I've ever seen. And yeah. everyone brought food. So, that, I mean, I thought we weren't going to have enough food before the actual Friendsgiving, and then we got there, and every single person brought food and alcohol. It was quite out of control. What time did it start? It started at 4. <laughs> I obviously showed up at, like, 5, because... Who the fuck shows up at four <laughs> o'clock for Friendsgiving? That's a no for me. Um, I was also decorating my apartment with Christmas decorations all day, so I didn't have enough time to get ready and make my dish and get there on time. What did you make? I made my famous sweet potato casserole Ooh. with graham cracker crust and marshmallows on top. Oh, yum. It is essentially a dessert, but I put it on the main plate. Yeah. It's No, bomb. sweet potatoes are allowed on the main plate. Yeah, but sweet potato casserole with graham cracker crust and marshmallows on top is technically a dessert, honestly. Well, we, my mom always makes it and puts mini marshmallows on top and, like, melts them. Yeah. No, that's what we did. Yeah. The mini marshmallows. Did you say that? Yeah. Oh, I thought you just said graham cracker crust. No, and marshmallows on top. Also, some <laughs> people do the um, pecan crust, you know? Yeah. With, like, uh, like, cinnamon and sugar. Ooh, that shit's good, too. Well, my Thanksgiving is about to be anti-traditional, but what's new, I have, like, very anti-traditional holidays. 
Cause this is so classic, Kim. <laughs> I feel like last year when we were talking about holidays, all you did was talk about how your family doesn't have any traditions. Cue the part where I complain about my sad family life. And you were like, my family has no traditions, and like I'm going to start a tradition because I'm sad, and we don't do anything traditional. I'm just trying to uh, put out the feelers for someone to adopt me into their family. <laughs> Clearly. But, I mean, I can't complain because I'm flying to Florida, so it's kind of like a little mini vacation. See, I love a good vacation in the middle of a holiday. Yeah. I fuck with that hard. And Florida, again, we were just talking about the shitty weather here. It's going to be way nicer, and I'm actually going to go to the beach. Yeah, you're going to come back with a fucking tan. Well, let's not get too crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I'll only be there for, like, three nights and two days, so. I mean, better than nothing. Realistically. But yeah, so it'll be a nice little break. And are then... you guys, like, going out to dinner, or are you oh. guys cooking a Thanksgiving meal? Yeah, so where I was going with the anti-tradition yeah. is because we're going to a restaurant I've never, I've never done a restaurant on Thanksgiving. Neither I've done, have I. I've done a restaurant on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Uh-huh. We, we always do restaurants for Easter. That's do, like, more normal, though. Like, I feel yeah. like you do, like, a country club brunch or something on Easter. Yeah, I do. I don't know. That's, like, <laughs> that's how I grew up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, you hit the nail on the head. That's... But, um, yeah, no, I've never done um, a Thanksgiving in a restaurant. Are they going to be serving, like, traditional Thanksgiving food, or is it just kind of, like, Apparently, it's a buffet, but it's a steakhouse. Oh. So. Dude. Fuck yeah. yeah. Steak on Thanksgiving. Fuck turkey. Can I just Honestly, say? I totally agree. Preach, right? Yes. Fuck I, turkey. I always ask for ham on Thanksgiving. I feel like I probably said this last year, but I, like, demand ham on Thanksgiving and Christmas because I don't care. Nobody likes turkey. Turkey is trash. I will have, like, one piece only if it's, like, doused in gravy and stuffing. Yeah, I'll have one piece and I just, like, pile on the cranberries. Like, give me all the cranberries. Oh, you're a cranberry sauce girl? I am. Mm -hmm. It has to be the right kind, but, like, I'm kind of scarred from my childhood because we used to use the, like, gross one in the can. Oh, God. And it would come out looking all, like, jelly Yeah, you can see, like, the lines from the can. Ew, I hate that stuff. Ew. No, a good, like, homemade cranberry sauce... I can fuck with that, but, like, yeah, turkey's trash, and, like, honestly, the only things I really like to pile on my plate are sweet potato casserole, mac and cheese, maybe some regular mashed potatoes. Mac and cheese is, like, the food that I make at my family holidays. Hell yeah. I love that. I'll do a little green bean casserole, or if you don't have that, just regular green beans. That's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, They have to be, like, dressed up in some way so you have to put some like spices on them or like some bacon yeah someone did uh brussels for (laughs) our friendsgiving oh Oh, my god i love brussels i had the best brussels sprouts when i was in atlanta this weekend oh yeah went to atlanta it was pretty chill i guess (laughs) i mean (laughs) not much to talk about but just a classic atlanta weekend yeah debauchery um it took me five hours to get there, so that was not great, but Yeah, Kim I had would... to call me on the ride because she was having an anxiety attack before she even got outside of the city limits of Charlotte. I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily a good topic to get into, but for those of you out here who also have travel anxiety, I have worse travel anxiety in the car than I do on a plane. I just don't like being... Yeah, because on a plane you can get fucked up. Exactly. Yeah, I, I can't drink wine while I'm driving. <laughs> That's such an unfortunate fact. And it's even worse when you're by yourself. So I, I was agree. just, like, getting super antsy, and it was terrible. But I would like to issue a public apology to everyone in Atlanta because I have been consistently shitting on the city. But this first 
this was the first time that I actually was like, you know what? It's not that bad. Like, I've always been like, the traffic <laughs> sucks. I hate how big and spread out it is. I hate that it takes 20 minutes to get from place to place. Mm-hmm. And I love how in Charlotte you can, like, walk five feet and be in the next neighborhood. Yeah. But I kind of liked how it was separate because if you live there you can do something one weekend and then do something else another weekend and you feel like you're doing a different activity yeah I do kind of like that because I I will say when you spend a lot of weekends in a row in Charlotte it gets really monotonous like there's only like so many bars that you can go yeah. to like you can't there's really essentially change like it four neighborhoods and Atlanta has like 20 yeah and on top of that like we can, like you said, so easily bounce from neighborhood to neighborhood. Like, you can go from a South End bar to an Uptown bar all on the same night and then go back to South End if you really wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Where, like, in Atlanta, you kind of stick to an area and you do that area and you go to, like, all of the cool spots in that area. And then, like, the next weekend, you could attack a completely different part of the town. Right. Which, I do understand what you're saying. I think it kind of makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. I feel like that's how, like, New York is. Though. Yeah, I think you just have to accept the fact that you can't do what we do here and bounce from, like, neighborhood to neighborhood in the single night. I like, think you the just one have to thing... accept that you're going to one spot. Yeah. And that's totally fine, because in all the neighborhoods, there's enough to do. Right. To where you can make it into a whole night. I think it's just different, because for us, like, all of our friends live in different neighborhoods here, mm-hmm. and if that were the case in Atlanta, it would be very inconvenient. Like, I wouldn't just pop over and say hey to you, like, because you would be, like, a 30-minute drive, literally. Yeah. Where now, you're literally, like, a seven-minute drive. Right. So, I think that makes it a little bit more difficult. I can't imagine, like, living in a city without neighborhoods. Do all yeah. cities, like, have neighborhoods like that? I think so. Yeah. I mean, unless it's, like, Greenville or something really small. Yeah. Like, you just have downtown, and then you have, like, the suburban area. Right. But I would say pretty much all cities have neighborhoods. But that's, like, people that live in New York say that they won't, like, date someone that lives in a different borough or something because it's, like so fucking annoying it's essentially to to a long distance relationship <laughs> yeah which i mean i get it yeah well that's like i was staying with my friend who doesn't even live in atlanta it's yeah. like smyrna and it's oh, like yeah. its own city mm-hmm. but like you just say atlanta because it's like all the surrounding cities but it's yeah. so huge so um, i don't know wait can i get into my um thanksgiving plans oh yeah for the weekend so this is the first thanksgiving in my 24 years on this earth I will not be spending with my family. Oh, I didn't realize this was the first one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Welcome to my life. I never <laughs> spent all this with my family. Previously, I have had a boyfriend in the past spend Thanksgiving with my family okay. in college. Um, but this is the first time I will not be with, like, my mom and my brother. I've had smaller Thanksgivings where, like, my grandparents haven't been there or, like, my extended family, but I've always been with my mom and my brother. I will say that I feel like Thanksgiving is a good holiday to kind of, like... Ease into yeah. the, the boyfriend-girlfriend holiday Because sesh. I feel like it's pretty traditionally a holiday where people just invite other people off the street and kind of, like, want no. them to come together. So yeah. it's not super weird to, like, intrude on a family's holiday on Thanksgiving. I agree. Not like, that you would feel like that, but I think it's less intimidating. I feel like we've had, like, in the past growing up, like, family friends that have attended, like, Thanksgivings and stuff like that. So... I know what you mean. I don't think it's as intimidating as, like, yeah. Christmas at all. And it's not as bad to leave your family for it because yeah. I feel like they understand. And it's, like, I don't know. It's just different. Christ- I mean, for me specifically, I would say Christmas is where all my traditions are surrounded by. Like, I know that there's, like, Thanksgiving stands out there, but, like, 
I'm a Christmas girl through and through. Oh, I'm a Christmas girl, for sure. And Thanksgiving's fine, and the food is fine, but <laughs> it's not my favorite by any means. So for me, not spending it with my family isn't that big of a deal. And I didn't think it was that big of a deal for my family until literally today my mom texted me and was like, I'm sad. Like, this is our first Thanksgiving apart in your entire life. And she's, like, getting all sappy on me. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not coming to Arizona, so. (laughs) Okay, again, not to um, be a Debbie Downer, but my parents were about to not even tell me that they were going to Florida until I texted them, like, a month and a half ago. And I was like, (laughs) so, like, what are the plans for Thanksgiving? And they were like, oh, we're going to Florida. I was like, what do you mean you're going to Florida? Like, they were like, well, do you want to come? I was like, well, where the fuck else am I supposed to go? Is your brother going? No, he has to work in Durham, so he's staying. So they were like, I mean, you can come. But the reason they said that is because my parents are in Orlando all week, so they kind of, oh. like, did a trip themselves. But I'm flying out Wednesday, and they're going to, like, pick me up on their way. So I guess it is, I mean, a little But still, bit. I'm like, did you just expect <laughs> me to just make plans on my own? Yeah, I don't think we're at that age yet. Right. Like, they know I'm single. Like, seriously, what am I supposed to do? No, I mean, even for me... Go to Ross's with you? You could. <laughs> Making the decision to do this was, like so chill because I just didn't want to fly to Arizona because it's hell of expensive and it's like such a short trip mm-hmm. unless I took the whole week off so I was like well whatever the one thing I will say is like Ross's parents don't want me to bring anything mm-hmm. and I like really do want to bring my sweet potato casserole because it's so good but they don't want you to bring anything or they were like oh you don't have to no like Ross made it very clear like will to they me. get mad if you bring something yeah and I was like I can't not bring anything well why don't you like offer to make it there see I think that's gonna be worse see I went to an ex-boyfriend because she doesn't want me in the kitchen I think is the real oh. principle of it so I think I just go in with the wine and call it a day my okay, mom that was my second disclaimer option. my mom did send her olive oil and balsamic vinegar from Arizona that's like made in the mountains near where they live oh that's nice because my mom is incapable of not doing shit like that so, <laughs> she did send that, and they got it today, and his mom texted me and was like, thanks. Like, well, yeah, it's definitely different if they, like, straight up don't want you in the kitchen, but I will say that in the past, I went to an ex-boyfriend's Thanksgiving, and I was like, okay, I'm going to make my, like, famous mac and cheese, and so they were like, yeah, like, we'll get the ingredients for it, and I was like, no, no, like, I can, like, provide it, but they, like, insisted, so I was like, okay, that's fine, Yeah. but then I, like, cooked with them in the kitchen, and that, like, really just broke the barrier of, like, not that there was awkwardness, but it really was, like, an extreme level of bonding. Yeah. See, I just, I don't want to intrude if that's not something that they want me to participate in, so I feel like I just kind of, like, roll with the punches. Yeah, just stand near the kitchen, drink wine. If you need assistance cutting up some vegetables or something, I'm I'm your girl. Right. So I think that's that's my move. I know. There's always, like, the line between you want to offer to help but they don't want to feel like they're making their guests do something, but you're like, no, no, I insist. And they're like, no, no, I would feel bad if, like, my guest was helping me cook. But you're like, really, give me something to do because I'm just sitting here watching you and it's so awkward. Well, and it's, like, the thing, too, on Thanksgiving where, like, all the dudes are, like, watching football and, like, you know, in one room. And then, like, all (laughs) the females are in the kitchen pretty much except for, like, whatever guy is, like, looking after the turkey probably. Right. And then you're like... Well, fuck, I have nothing to do. Like, yeah, it's almost awkward when you're not doing anything when everyone else is, like, cooking or and watching I, football. Well, I, yeah, I feel like, I feel like a piece of shit that I'm not helping because... Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's boring. Well, and I was just, like, always that girl, like, growing up, like, obviously I'm no chef. Like, we all know Ross cooks all my meals <laughs> for me, but, like, 
I do enjoy, like, helping out. And I've always been that way, like, with my mom and stuff, like... Yeah. You know, like, making the charcuterie board for everyone. And, yeah. You know, like, that kind and of stuff. And cooking's the fun part, but, like, then when it comes to cleaning, you're like, all right, so... <laughs> yeah, and, like, that's the worst part. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll so... I'll offer less to help with that. Not as many times as I will to offer yeah. to help cook. I was talking to someone about it, and they were like, oh, is this your first time meeting his parents? And I was like, oh, no. That oh, that's a trash move. not be the move. To meet them first on a holiday, I feel like you only do that when you're, like, 30 and engaged and you're, like, you, like, you have no other re- choice. And you live, like, really far away or something. Yeah. Yeah. I was, like, oh, no. I've, like, stayed at their house multiple times. Yeah. Like, I've met them many times. It definitely times. won't be weird. Yeah, so I don't think it'll be weird, but, yeah, so big Just stuff for me. Don't bring sweet potato casserole or she's going to hate you. I know. I'm, like, really sad, though, because I don't think that they do a sweet potato casserole, so now I'm, like, fuck, I'm not going to have a sweet potato casserole. At least I had one at Friendsgiving, though. Yeah. So I'm just going to have to accept that. Maybe well, I should just start making it at random times of the year that's not Thanksgiving. I mean, you could do that because I, who, for all I know, I could be having steak and mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so I'll be craving those Thanksgiving traditions. We can do a post-Thanksgiving Friendsgiving. Like yeah. in between Christmas and Thanksgiving. It can just be a holiday party. Yeah, like our book club holiday party. Maybe I'll make it for uh, our December book club. Oh, that would be a good idea. Yeah. And then we could have ham instead of turkey, so it could be more of, like, a Christmas dinner. Yeah, I fucks with that. All right. right I like that. I'll put that on the uh, the uh, itinerary for the day. <laughs> Caroline will be all in on it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got a lot of positive reinforcement after releasing our last episode. Which so is we, why we are back so quickly. Yeah, and we just want to thank you guys, and you all reached out and said that you missed us, and that you were glad we're back, and we're glad we're back, and... We have some voicemails. All right. Hey, girls. I was literally so happy when I listened to the newest episode because I just missed you bitches. But anyways, so I may have a slight problem or dilemma depending on how you look at it. Anyways, all the guys I've ever talked to have been not my boyfriends. Let's not even get started on that. But anyways, I may be dumb, but I really think this one not my boyfriend I really feel like we're going to end up together, but people are telling me to let it go. But I just, I I can see it. I just feel like we're going to end up together. Anyways, let me know what you think. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, classic (laughs) Millie voicemail right there. Oh, God, is that what I sound like after, like, six glasses of wine? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> My hopeless romanticism, I'm just like, guys, I could, I just can see it. Like, I can totally see us ending up together. <laughs> it's a match made in heaven. And all my friends are like, no, red flag, red flag, red flag. And yeah. I'm like, what? No. I, I mean, don't see any of this. I feel like this girl didn't give us enough detail here. <laughs> like, okay. I don't even know, like, where to start with this topic. Should we talk about the fact that no guy that you've ever talked to has been your boyfriend. I mean, I feel like that's very common these days. Yeah. Or should we talk about the fact that your opinion on guys totally counteracts with your friend's opinions on said guys? Because that is definitely a topic we could talk about. Uh, yeah. I mean, we can dive into that a little bit. Yeah. I I feel like we probably have discussed this at some point or another in some sort of way. Yeah, I'm sure. But, like, listening to your friend's to a certain extent about their opinion on guys is important. I absolutely agree because when people have given me red flags and then I've gone after it anyway, I've been fucked over quite a few times. 
But I will say, I feel like this could even turn into a debate between us because I feel like I probably disagree. I'm, yeah, I'm more similar to this girl <laughs> that's justifying the guy that you're with. But but I will say that you will never know for yourself unless you try. No, so, I absolutely agree. And with that you don't want to like put yourself through the ringer. But even if it means like texting him back when your friends say you shouldn't, and it kind of leads to something that you're worse off if you wouldn't have texted him in the first place. Yeah. Like, if you hadn't texted him back, you probably would have somewhere down the line. Like, yeah. you just need to learn for yourself, you know? Like, you can't tell the kid not to touch the hot stove until right. they touch it and burn their finger. Yeah. No, I I absolutely agree. Like, sometimes you do have to learn for yourself and, like, have those experiences yeah. for sure. I will say, in her situation, if she really does think that there's a real potential there, then I think she should not... I hate, say, have a conversation with him because that sounds so gross. Like, <laughs> ew, who does that? Let's talk about our feelings. But, like, because, I mean, honestly, like, for me and Ross, like, it kind of just, like, naturally occurred, like, oh, we're dating now. Like, this isn't, like, a real conversation. I think every couple is different, though, when it comes to that. And, like, we both were aware that not, like, the other person wasn't talking to other people. Yeah, you definitely have to Or, like, feel seeing it other people. But I will say, like... There is some benefit in having some type of conversation about, like, hey, like, do you see this going forward at all? Because, like, if he just thinks it's, like, a super casual thing and you're, like, out here catching feelings, like, you're just wasting your own time. Right. And I think it depends on why her friends don't see it. I agree. If it's solely because, like, oh, you guys just don't get along, like, whatever, I just don't see you ending up together, but they actually are, like exclusive or whatever uh-huh. that's something different but if they're like he has no interest in you he's clearly like fucking around like you just can't see it like yeah. he's never gonna settle down even though he says that he will eventually that's when you should listen to your friends yeah no i agree because like i mean everyone says that they're gonna settle down eventually obviously yeah i mean i think that's most people's long-term goal is to settle down but like the 24 year old guy who's like living in a city going out every weekend like might not necessarily be ready to settle down yet. Right. And it, if that's the case, like, yeah, put your finger on the stove, touch it, get burned, but don't be the girl who, like, freaking lays her whole palm on the stove and just holds it there, and her friends are like, what are you doing? And she's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I just have third-degree burns now in my that's, heart. <laughs> that's different, and that's a quick way to lose your friends. It really is. I mean, I definitely have... I've had friends that have gone down paths that I haven't supported and they've a lot of them have had to learn for themselves and some of them have learned and lived and moved on and like taken a lot from those experiences and others continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over again yeah and I mean I think just the biggest thing for you or for anyone in a situation like this is just self-awareness and like obviously if you're out here saying like if you really think that there's potential here like I would say that then there's, like, hopefully a decent connection. Yeah. Like, I don't think people just, like, make that out of thin air. Yeah, and if you've never had a boyfriend, or so it sounds, like, I get <laughs> that you're kind of a hopeless romantic and you want to sort of just find something serious and it, I don't know, it might seem better than it actually is, but you'll just find... Don't, <laughs> don't force it, but also, like, don't pretend like you don't care because that's just gonna get you more hurt in the end that's, I think that's, that's what very I said. true <laughs> because yeah pretending you don't care is is not as cool as it th- as you think it yeah is. 
because after six glasses of wine, you'll care. Yep. <laughs> oh, what was it? Was it like a meme or something that I sent you the other day? <laughs> it was. It was like I'm over him. I'm definitely over him, but am I still gonna bring it up after four glasses of wine? wine? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about a lot of things in my life. Even things that I'm just like mad about, like even things that don't even have to do with a guy. I'm like, yeah, oh no, same. I'm over it, but. Yeah, four glasses of wine will bring it back up to the surface. Oh, yeah, I'm going to bitch to someone about this in, <laughs> in a couple of drinks from now. Um, okay, should we do our other voicemail? Yeah. Hey, Millie Queens. This is uh, Matt from the 317 holding it down in uh, Naptown. I'm just calling to see what uh, what kind of look you're going to roll with this uh, this fall into the winter. I don't know. I need to get a present with my girlfriend. You two are always on trend, so... Yeah, let me know what you'll you'll be rocking. All right, peace. Oh, my God. I am so honored right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I'll let you take this one. (laughs) Okay, well, my biggest new staple in my closet that I'm very excited about are my clogs that I just recently purchased. Oh, God. (laughs) I purchased them from Free People. They're leather. They have wooden bottoms. They're, like, straight-up German clog style. Wait, no. I have not seen these. You haven't? No. See, this just shows you haven't hung out with me enough. They're cute as fuck. And they're actually very comfortable, but they have, like, a thick heel on them. Like, they're probably almost four inches. I wear them to work. I wear them out. I wear them Do you wear them with your Paddington Bear hat? Oh, my God. They would fucking really (laughs) work with the Paddington Bear hat. If you guys haven't seen, um, follow me on Instagram at MadsMorsh. Ooh, nice Um, plug. I posted a photo about a week ago from my account from the Panthers game in which I was wearing a faux fur coat and a hat where Kim compared me to Paddington (laughs) the Bear. If you don't know what that is, just Google it. For anyone who does know, it was a funny joke. You can agree with me. It was very funny. (laughs) Kim was so hesitant to say it to me while we were at the tailgate too because she thought that I was going to be really offended, but as soon as she said it, I just started laughing. So I'm glad that she didn't hide her true feelings. Um... Well, if anyone wants the basic bitch style report for uh, fall 2020. Obviously, leather leggings. Yeah, obviously, still leather in. leggings. I'm, I'm still about them. And uh, midi skirts, I think. Oh. That could still account for a fall fashion trend. Hell yes. I fuck so hard with midi skirts. I was at this local boutique, um, Girl Tribe, the other day. They have, like, 14 different midi skirts in there. I was, like, about to blow $400 on midi skirts. They're so cute. Yeah. A good, like, satin mini- midi skirt with, like, a... A cropped sweater. Oh, yeah. Cropped sweaters are really in. I bought a couple over the past couple weeks. Yeah. Cropped sweaters for sure. Um, obviously, cool hats. I love um, a good blogger hat. Any, any like, felt hat. Oh, yeah. I attempted to rock one this, this Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Kim was rocking it. She was she was looking cute. With my little uh, circular sunglasses, I feel like a little hipster. Oh, yeah. Love the, like... Uh, knockoff version of the um what's ray-ban the circular gold rim yeah. yeah those are cute i'm trying to think uh i'm always about a good scarf mm-hmm. i love the blanket scarves like one of my co-workers walked by me because i had a one of my scarves like wrapped around my body at work because it was freezing in our office and he was like is that a blanket i was like no it's just a scarf <laughs> that i'm using as a blanket but uh, those are bomb i think this is probably a trend last season too, but sweaters, like oversized sweaters with skirts and mm-hmm. booties. That's cute. Yeah. I also love Especially a for the South super intense high turtleneck. Like 
up to the chin turtleneck. What? Like a thick turtleneck. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, no. I think they're weirdly flattering on people. And if you wear your hair, like... You have to either wear it in, up. <laughs> Yeah, no. Either in, like, a top bun or, like, a low back bun that's, like, parted in the middle. It can be, like, super trendy, like... See, I'm really with, like, into the tissue turtlenecks, like, from J. Crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My entire fall and winter wardrobe is from J. Crew because I, like I used those. to work there. Um, I feel like those are really flattering because they're super tight, like, mm-hmm. on the top of your body. And then they are – it's only, like, a half, half turtleneck. Turn, like, yeah. And I always wear those, like, with my hair up and then, like, a skirt, like, tucked into a skirt. And yeah. it's super cute. I wore that, actually. I wore one of those. It was a leopard print with a men's blazer over top of it and my leather leggings this weekend to the Friendsgiving we went to. And many people did say I got a fit off, so <laughs> – well, I will say that not many people can get fits off like you, so... I this will is... say, if you can pull it off, the men's oversized blazer is a hot look in the fall. Fall, winter. I love it. Yeah. With, like, skinny jeans or leggings, like, leather leggings, like, dressier leggings. I think it, it looks really cute if you can pull it off. Um, another addition to the Basic Bitch Style Report is black ripped jeans with a jean jacket. I cannot tell you how many people I saw wearing that in Atlanta this weekend... And, of course, yours truly was wearing it as well. (laughs) So it's just me walking past every single one of these girls, like, highly regretting my outfit. And I was like, okay. I've never once, like, looked myself in the mirror and thought I was a basic bitch until... Until Saturday. This weekend. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, all right, maybe it's time to uh, retire this combination. No, I I mean, I love a jean jacket no matter what. And black ripped jeans never go out of style, I feel like. Yeah, black ripped jeans are a classic. So... Leather jackets, I'm also a big fan of. I need to pull the trigger on one of those. In black and brown, I love I love a good leather jacket. I feel like that's a really good staple piece to have, and it's honestly worth getting, like, a nice one, mm-hmm. even if it's, like, a little bit more expensive, because I've had mine now for, like, three years, and it looks brand new. Like, it doesn't even look like it has any, like, scratches or wear on it, and I wear it a fairly decent amount. I'm just worried that it's, like, too grungy for me. You can get some that aren't, like, the biker style. Yeah. That are a little bit, like, more... Feminine. <laughs> Kim vibes. Kim vibes. Basic bitch vibe. Yeah. I will say, I feel like that's that's the majority. Um, I'm rocking my Doc Martens this, this fall slash winter. Yeah, I saw a lot of those this weekend, too, and they were super cute. I feel like it's, like, the basic bitch edgy. Like, yeah. you're edgy, but you're still a basic bitch. Yeah. See, so. edgy to me is, like, black ripped jeans. <laughs> Okay, no. Literally everyone and their mother owns black rope jeans. I know. But, yeah, um, any sort of booty. I actually need a good staple black booty, so I'm thinking about Steve Madden. Just oh, snakeskin booties are in this yeah. season. I have not yet gotten a pair either, but I also haven't gotten new like winter booties clothes. for this season. Yeah, yeah, I've been rocking last year's booties. Yeah, Steve Madden, honestly, just their website, shoes, they're fucking crushing yeah. it. and Black Friday is coming up, like... Ooh, maybe I'll do a little shoe shopping on Friday. Yeah, maybe you should uh, go live on the Mills account and do a full style report and tell the people (laughs) what you're buying this season. Oh, God. That's going to be dangerous for me. I need to stop spending money. (laughs) I'm in the red right now. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, I checked my min app today, but pleasantly surprised. My credit score has not dropped below what I thought it probably (laughs) was. That's always a plus. It hasn't dropped too far. But also, the reason why it hasn't dropped is because you get points for spending. So Yeah. Gotta but love hey, it. Gotta love I'm it. I'm looking on the bright side of everything. 
Yeah, so I think that's like the basic fall fall fashion trends. Are, is there anything we're missing? I don't think so. Um, pea coats are still in. I love my pea coat. Yeah. Even oh. like a colored pea coat Actually, I fuck with. I will say this is kind of a hot topic. I went shopping yesterday um, in Atlanta when I was there, like, during the day still, Mm -hmm. and I was looking at, like, new coats, because I have, it looks almost like a knockoff, like, Burberry, but it's honestly an L.L. Bean, so budget saver style report out there, if you want a super nice jacket, but you don't want to spend money, you should go for brands like L.L. Bean, because I've had this jacket for, like, three years, and it's... Well, that's, like, the barn coats from L.L. Bean kind of look like barbers. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was looking at barbers in the store this weekend, and, like, I've wanted one for a while, and it's kind of a thing that I could justify buying, Mm -hmm. but honestly not. Yeah, because they're, like, $415. Yeah. And I don't understand the point of them. Like, I get it, they're wax-coated, which I assume means, like, waterproof. Yeah. But they don't have a hood. They're not warm. They're not warm. Everyone in college that had them literally just, like, talked shit about them because they only had them because they looked like they had money. I'm exactly. Serious. I feel like in the South, if you don't have a barber jacket, people are going to be like, oh. I, like, freshman year of college, obviously you want to fit in, right? No one that I went to high school with owned a barber coat. Not one fucking person. Like, barbers are not a thing in the North. I mean, yeah. maybe in certain, like, preppy New England towns, which I would kind of consider myself from, but I really... <laughs> I mean, I may have known one person with a barber coat in all of college, or I mean high school. And then I got to college and everyone had one and I felt like so out of it. But I ended up buying a coat um, from J. Crew that resembled a barber. It's pretty much the same material, also the same warmth. Like, it's also not warm, yeah. but it was like the same level of trendy. Yeah. And I've had it since like freshman or sophomore year of college, still holding up. I still wear it. It's like a good... Um, fall slash spring coat because it's very light mm-hmm. but there's so many alternatives out there yeah especially with the... brands from like j crew ll bean because those are still kind of expensive like you're still probably gonna spend 100 150 bucks but they're like good quality right and i was they... at the orvis store and they had a knockoff one it was still like 250 i uh-huh. think but it was like almost the same exact jacket and it had a hood and yeah. i was kind of about that because yeah. if it's gonna be waterproof What's the point? Right. Like... <laughs> yeah. My brother has, like, the barn coat is what it's called. It's, like, the same thing from yeah. L.L. Bean or whatever. And he lives in that thing. Yeah. And his is actually pretty warm because his is lined. Like, it has the fleece lining on it. Mm-hmm. So, it actually is pretty warm. So, he wears it in Ohio. Right. In the wintertime. I mean, I honestly think that everyone who has one, it just has it because you look like you have money. I mean, <laughs> if my parents had bought me one, like, don't get me wrong, I would definitely walk around Right. It, but but my just... parents are not the type to just buy me one yeah and i'm not the type to spend 500 dollars on a coat for myself a coat that's not even functional let's be honest i know we're all about fashion on this podcast but there's a certain limit to what i would pay for just to yeah oh in terms of coats too puffy coats big puffy coats like are very in right now i was watching a clip from chicks in the office and Rhea was rocking this dope puffy jacket. It was, like, this black puffy jacket. And then I looked up how much it was online, and it was, like, $450. Might as well buy a barber. So that was disappointing. But you can definitely find, like, really cool ones at, like, um, H&M and, like, Zara and spots like that. Yeah. So those are those are on trend for, for deep winter, but we haven't gotten to those temperatures yet, so. Yeah, I feel like in, Nor- in New York, it's much easier to rock 
like super trendy coats and stuff because mm-hmm. it gets cold and it makes sense and you're not like walking around the streets of North Carolina in 60 degree weather like sweating just so you can wear this cool puffy coat yeah when I see people walking around in puffy coats here and it's like 50 degrees out and I'm like okay yeah, like, like this is bitch this I know is... you're sweating just take it off yeah <laughs> okay Switching gears here, we have a DM, actually, which, remember, that's still an option. Follow us at Mills and Mimosas on Twitter. And, and Instagram. Yes, and Instagram. And send us a DM on either platform, honestly. Yeah. And we might discuss. <clears throat> okay. I guess I'll just read the whole thing. Yeah. Glad you guys made it back. I've got a situation I feel like is right up your alley. Names change for anonymity. That's such a hard word. <laughs> I can never say it right. Obviously. Um, <laughs> names change. I'm 25 and I have three friends, all from college slash frat, who planned weddings in 2019. Brady, Bobby, and Al. Why do I feel like their names are Brad, Bob, and Alex? <laughs> um, Probably. Brady's wedding was first and had myself, Al, Bobby, and the rest of our crew as his groomsmen. Bobby was next and he followed suit. He had myself, Brady, and Al, and the rest of our crew in his party however al's wedding is next week the saturday after thanksgiving which i think is slightly trash but not the point of the story yes that is definitely trash yeah holiday weekends i think are okay if it's like memorial day or something but like thanksgiving people go home yeah i mean unless you just don't want anyone to come to your wedding that's fine okay and his party does not have myself brady bobby or any of the rest from our crew Instead, he seemingly switched those spots, in quotes, out for three roommates he's had post-grad. I have no problem with him picking who he wanted for his party, but his only communication that this was happening was one message to our group text, which he otherwise rarely participates in. I feel kind of slighted and need need to consult on how to proceed with Al. I'm not opposed to cutting him out of the squad for a bit, but is that (laughs) too harsh? Sorry for the long message, but I feel like there's some content to get him this. Ha ha. Um, this is such an interesting situation, and I love to hear it from the male perspective. Yeah. Um, like he said, he doesn't give a shit, which I feel like is very male-like. They're like, yeah, dude, pick whoever. But like, I think he's the way also he went like, about it, what the fuck, at the same time. And the fact that their other weddings were so close together, it kind of just makes sense. Like, I've I think- definitely heard of stories where... People include someone in their wedding, and then years down the line, that person gets married, and, you know, friendships change, you've grown apart, whatever, and that person, you don't reciprocate the offer, and you don't include them in your wedding party. And I definitely don't see anything wrong with that. And I also don't necessarily see anything wrong with not having, you know, if you have a smaller wedding party as opposed to one of your other friends, or larger, like, maybe some people don't make the cut. This, though, definitely seems, like, kind of aggressive. Like, do you just not have any of your college friends in your wedding? Like, why? And, like, honestly, maybe this guy moved on, found other friends, in which case, no, it's not too harsh for you to cut him out of the friend group because it kind of sounds like he already has left the friend group. (laughs) But, I mean, I mean, I obviously wouldn't, like, use that against someone, but I would say, like, don't get me wrong. I obviously have a lot of friends I've gotten closer to post-grad. Kim, perfect example. Like, Kim will be in my wedding. Woo-hoo. Um, But I wouldn't necessarily, like, be like, okay, Kim and these, like, three other people I've made friends with post-grad are going to take the places of, like, 
my best friends from college. I think, I feel like that would be a really weird swap. You know, like, I mean, and like he said, I don't necessarily talk to some of the people that I'm friends with from college, um, all the time, but I would still include them in that part of my life. Yeah, and it could be a situation where he says, like, Brady, Bobby, himself, and the rest of the crew. Yeah. So it could be a thing where he, like, felt like if he put Brady and Bobby, Bobby, he had to put the rest of the crew, so it was kind of like an all-or-nothing situation. See, I'm like, nah, you made the cut because you're my best friend, and, like, here's the other person who's also in that friend group and like I'm sorry this is my fucking wedding party I only have seven seven spots yeah like I know that you guys are all a friend group but I pick you you and not you (laughs) and I feel like most people in that situation understand I feel like I have friends that like I know like my roommate for example will be in their wedding and I won't and vice versa and I think in those circumstances like she is one of my best friends but and I don't think that if one of us was in a wedding and the other wasn't and even though it was the same friend group, I don't think we would just be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Right. But this just seems like he's just cut off all of his college friends entirely. And I think that's his own issue, that he's not being transparent enough with his friendships. Because I feel like in an ideal world, no one should be slighted or, like, upset or caught off guard when you're not putting them in your wedding. The only thing that I would say could be a reason would be that it's a really small wedding party, but that also seems strange to me. Yeah. That you would just include all of these people from your post-grad life. Not to discount those friendships and the people you've met and known for a longer or a shorter period of time, but I do think it's a bit odd that he was in all of these other weddings and now he's just like, sorry boys. And the way that he communicated it was via group chat. Like, he could have been at these other weddings and been like, yeah, like, I love y'all, but, like, I hope you know, like, no harm, but you're not going to be in my wedding. Like, I'm going to be with these other guys. Because, like, like, if I, especially, like, this guy wasn't even getting married, right? The one that sent us the DM? I don't think so. Okay, so, like, this guy should probably be the least offended. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just because, like, if I were one of the guys who had previously gotten married this year, right, and I asked this guy to be in my wedding who I thought, like, you know, really cared about me, and then he was getting married four months later, and he didn't offer the same to me, like, I would be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, again, that's, like, with the weddings being so close together, that is kind of shitty. Yeah. But again, I feel like you shouldn't feel pressured to have somebody in your wedding if you don't want to, you know? So, it it is shitty. Honestly, I would kick him out of the group chat for a little bit, because if he doesn't participate anyway, then... Yeah, maybe I don't it's know. just time to part ways. I mean, it's hard because you don't really want to bring it up in conversation, especially as a dude. I mean, like, there's not really any point. It's not going to go anywhere. He's just going to make up a bullshit excuse anyway. But I would be like a little taken aback by that, and I do think you have a right to be a little pissed about it. Yeah, and again, I think it's different based on the way that he went about it. Like, if he called you guys and right. was like, "Hey, like." Love y'all. You're going to be invited to the bachelor party, but right. just, like I just that. don't have enough spots. Like, you get it. It's, like, Sarah's cousin, you know, and her brother's and whatever. Yeah. And my see, new, like, post-grad roommates, like, I can't I'm... not include them because I see them every day. Like, that, to me, is such a reasonable explanation. Like, you have all these stupid family members, and then, like, you want to include the people that you hang out with the most currently, mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, for him to just be like, yo, like, sorry, bro. In a group chat. That's so fucked up. Yeah, that he rarely participates in. 
I don't know. Definitely a messed up situation. I mean, guys don't know how to communicate, so this is just a perfect example of, like, a guy who's probably not even ready to get married because yeah. he can't even communicate to his apparently close guy friends that they're not in his wedding, so imagine that communication between him and his future And honestly, wife. it's Oof. the Saturday after Thanksgiving, like, if you really want to be harsh, just don't go. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, don't, don't not go, because, like, kidding. weddings are lit and free alcohol, but... But that also... <laughs> kind of brings us back to the other point if we said that it's kind of a small wedding party that could be the reason why they're getting married this weekend if it was like kind of a short-term planning process this is true um so that's definitely a different factor again we don't know that much about the story but i hope that answers your question yeah hey we're just here to bitch with you i get it (laughs) i would not be happy about this either i'm like yeah cut them out of the friend group (laughs) chop remove them from the group chat just let them know how bad. That's so aggressive, God. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we all have like a thousand group chats, but that would be that would be a tough feeling. Um, speaking of making friends, like I mentioned on the last podcast, I do have a new job. I've actually been there, I guess, a little over two months now. So that's it. I feel like it's been longer. Uh, since the end of August. So oh, three months. Yeah. Okay. We're Um, almost in December, baby. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, you know, time goes really slow when you're, like, working your ass off. This is true. Um, Anyways, so I've kind of had to do the whole thing again, meet new friends at the workplace, kind of build that rapport. And we were talking about this before uh, we started recording. But I have, like, recently moved into the next phase of friendship with one of my coworkers. Um. And that's texting outside of work on the weekends. God, I love that. I haven't quite moved to the phase where we follow each other on Instagram, even though I really want to get to that phase because we talk about memes all the time and I always want to send them to him. But I just end up, like, texting him, which is honestly probably more personal. See, yeah, I was going to say, speaking from a person who's met many friends in the workplace, um, a lot of them started with, Either they followed me on Instagram or I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to be bold and follow them on Instagram. And it started with an Instagram follow before even texting communication. But I almost feel like that's more personal because I feel like you still have that kind of feeling with your coworkers where you don't want them to see what's on your story. Yeah, like, like you don't want them to judge your lifestyle. Right, and like God forbid you go out on a Sunday and you call in a sick to work on Monday, which I have done. Oof. You don't want them yeah. to know that. <laughs> This is true. So it, it definitely is more personal to, like, see your outside-of-work life. For sure. Um, But, again, I was thinking about, like, how to go about texting them. And you have to kind of, like, stop at a certain level because you don't want to be this person's best friend. Unless there's, like, the specific situation. Like, uh, my friend Taylor, who has been on the podcast before, who I met at my last job, we just kind of clicked and we knew that we were going to be best friends and it just happened but there's other work there's a mutual understanding there though yeah so you want to like text them and like kind of keep that friendship there and like send them funny memes on the weekends (laughs) but it was just like a two or three back and forth text like it wasn't like oh my god let's go get drinks tonight what are you doing like no i already see you monday through friday we might text on the weekend. But don't you, kind of... do you want it to get to that point where you, like, no. maybe meet for drinks? No? No, because that's what I was saying is that you want it to just, like, get to that threshold but not cross over it. I will say, like, I've I've done both, like, with friendships from work. Like, I've become friends with people from work that I've definitely, like, legit partied with. Like, yeah. straight up, like, raged 
with. But I, which is fine, but then it can be weird in a professional setting at times when you, like, know, yeah. like, really personal details about someone because they, like, drunkenly told you, like, something about their life and you're just like, Right. right and then, I like, what this. if you're both up for the same promotion and then it gets weird? Like, that's why they say keep oh, business yep. and pleasure Believe separate. <laughs> Been there. Yeah, so... <laughs> It is, it is difficult in those situations, for sure. I mean, speaking from experience, like, sometimes you don't want to get too close with your coworkers because of situations like that. Yeah, it can be, it can be awkward. But I will say, like, um, being at that level of friendship where you can Instagram DM each other memes is so funny because me and one of my coworkers do that, and we both follow, like, accounting meme accounts. Yeah. You know there's a meme account for every job out there. <laughs> But the accounting meme accounts are fucking hilarious, and, like, they're so accurate half the time, so we, like, always send shit like that back Yeah, because your coworkers, you have, like, a special bond with them. Like, you go yeah. through the 9-to-5 workday, like, you both... I mean, you see them literally more than you see anyone else. Yeah. It's weird to think about. And you about. just, like, endure special shit together, like, whether it's your boss being a bitch that day, or it's just, like, everything at work is really shitty, and you just kind of feel that bond with them that yeah. your friends might not understand. Like, you go and bitch about work to your friends but they don't truly understand it from your coworkers' perspective so no for sure it's so hard to like bitch to like especially for me like I'll talk to Ross about how shitty my day was one day or whatever and he totally doesn't understand it at all because one he works from home so his environment his work environment is literally the opposite of mine Mm -hmm. so like a busy day for him like he could be working until 10 p.m but like I complain about working until like 7 And he doesn't understand why it's a big deal, but it's such a different environment. Like, you're not sitting in a fucking cubicle for 10 hours. Like, you're in your, the comforts of your home. Right. And, like, it's just a completely different situation, so I think it's so hard for people that are outside of that environment to relate. I definitely agree. But I do think that that bridging that, that coworker friendship line is, is really important. I'm definitely, I'm getting to the threshold with them. I mean, would you do, like, after after work drinks like after work happy hour with um possibly yeah like straight from work yeah Yeah. but I wouldn't be like hey it's Saturday like let's meet up and at least not at this point yeah I don't know I mean things could change you're only two months in and I will say like I have a lot of coworkers that like don't necessarily work in my office but I've I've worked with them and I'll see them out and about just because a lot of the people I work with are younger Mm -hmm. um and you'll see them at a Panthers game or at a bar or something on the weekends, and I'll always chat them up just because, like, I'm a social person, so that's, like, my move. I'm see, like, that's hey. the thing. This guy is the only one who's, like, close to my age who I work with. Right. And he's not even that close to my age. He's just, like, the closest because yeah. everyone else I work with is older. So it's kind of like I have no one else that I can, like, talk to about dates that I've been on or, like, yeah. guys or anything that, like, my boss wouldn't understand. Right. But it's funny because then on the other hand, like, my direct boss is, like, my mom. Like, when I got to Atlanta Friday night, it was, like, super late. It was, like, 11 o'clock, and she texted me and was, like, hey, like, sorry for the late text, but I hope you made it to Atlanta, okay? Like, have a fun, safe weekend. Like, hashtag, like, mom probs. And I was, like, <laughs> oh, like, yes, See? I did make it. Like, thanks for checking in. That's so sweet. It was sweet. No, I, I like that you can have those different types of relationships. So I think that's good on all fronts. Like, um, a couple weeks ago, someone got shot in um, the apartment building next to mine. <laughs> just and casually throw that out yeah, there. just casual. It's fine. Um, they got murdered. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not funny. It's not. It's really fucked up. 
But my, I didn't know this happened because I was sleeping when it occurred. And then I woke up the next morning to a text from my HR manager and my boyfriend. <laughs> and they both the are The two like, that care about you. Yeah, the two that care about me the most. <laughs> that are like, hey, are you okay? Your like, HR manager is like, uh, do I need to hire somebody else? <laughs> He's like, are you okay? Like, I heard about what happened. Like, and I was like, oh no, it was not my building. It was the other building, but... I'm fine. Thank you for checking out on me. Like, it's it's good to know that, that these people care. Yeah, because, again, like, your work friends stay inside work, but there should always be kind of that, like, outside of work I mean, vibe. if you don't have, like, some sort of actual relationship with any of your coworkers, that just means that you're really only working all day. And, like, if you're really only working all day and not socializing at all, I'm so sorry. <laughs> again, I will say another reason why you shouldn't become – best friends with your coworker is because it's so easy to get distracted like it's funny my oh, it's so bad. my coworker will come back he'll always come back to my desk and be like when the cats are away the mice will play because when all of our bosses are like in a meeting or something it's just us two and he's like hey so let's talk <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like fuck I really have a lot to do but like okay what's up <laughs> uh, I know it's so hard because like I'll walk by like one of my coworkers that I'm like friends with offices and I'll just like end up sitting in there for like 30 minutes like, yeah talking about random shit and, but you know what? You, you need, need that. that. <laughs> you need that. That's like, if, if you aren't having a little bit of fun at work, like that's really not yeah, great. Definitely. Not you a good work You wouldn't survive. I wouldn't. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what we didn't talk about yet? Our experience at the Jonas Brothers concert. Oh, fuck. I forgot we, this, we haven't recorded since we went. Yeah, because it was on a freaking Wednesday, and I was hungover for, like, two days. Oh, same. But it was amazing. Literally one of the best concerts of my entire life. I cried when they started performing. Yeah. They played all of the hits. Like, did not miss. Yeah. Did not miss a song that I wanted to hear, really. And, I mean, they just always put on a good show. Yeah. I will bring up an interesting point. Our friend sent us this article that this Charlotte, um, I guess he's, like, a live music critic. I think he's just, like, pop culture writer. Yeah. But he was saying how he was, like, the title of the article was something like, did the Jonas Brothers even really want to be there? And it kind of talked about how they sort of, he claims, put off a negative, like, vibe or, like, not a happy one, I guess. Like, they just kind of were very robotic. Going about the motions. Yeah. And after he said that, I will say it did have me rethink it, but we talked about this some more, too. It's, like, it's hard when it's that level of entertainment. It's hard to, like, really connect with the audience. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like, I think it's so difficult for, like, what they're doing at the end of the day is a performance. Like, it's going to be the same, more or less, every single time they perform because they have to do it a set way like the production of it like there's confetti and it comes out at certain points in the like and they have to be standing on the right and left side of the stage it's i mean it's all choreographed like the whole thing is planned it's not like you know going to see a local band at a bar and they do whatever they want and they'll take a song request and like and they'll be like oh hey hey girl in the pink shirt like yeah what's up like they can only go off script so much yeah so i mean it's like a timing thing it's so many different things so like for, I don't know, for me, I was kind of put off by the article because of that. I mean, one, I'm obviously a diehard Jonas Brothers fan, but two, I just think that that's unfair to judge them in that light because, like, I appreciate all types of live music, like, anything from, like, 
your local dive bar band to a Jonas Brothers performance. But, like, I think you could say the same about any con- uh, concert with, like, a major headliner, like Justin Timberlake or Bruno Mars or, like, Beyonce even. Like, at the end of the day, they're putting on a show. They're not, like, performing for an audience. I mean, they are performing for an audience, but you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely more of um, but like I mean, a show. But with I- that being said, I, I think that they gave off a, a decent amount of energy. They discussed how they got nominated for a Grammy that night. But Which his cool. another point that he brought up was that they like missed connecting with the Charlotte audience specifically because their family owns a restaurant like thirty minutes from here, and so they kind of like have a connection with the area, sort of. But they didn't like really mention that. See, for me, I just don't think that that matters because they never lived here. Like, but the still, Jonas Brothers they could have like made some never... shit up and been like, "Oh yeah, like Charlotte, like our friends, like live in Belmont." Like the crowd would have gone crazy. I do understand what you're saying. I just think that because they personally, like, by the time they got famous, they had only really ever lived in New Jersey. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you watch the documentary, yeah, you can see, like, they grew up in Jersey, and then that's when they got famous. And then they basically moved to L.A. Yeah. Like, it's not like they ever had, like, quality memories or anything here. Like, I'm sure when they perform in Jersey that they do say, like, oh, like, our hometown or whatever. Yeah, but, I mean, like, they don't have to, like, get sappy with it, but just be like, yeah, like... We love I guess, Charlotte like, shout out to our, yeah, yeah, to our parents they, that live but nearby. But another point that this guy brought up was that it's probably extremely frustrating to say something, and before you can even finish the sentence, like, thousands of people just start screaming. Yeah. And he was kind of, like, being a dick about it, and he was like, oh, yeah, they started the sentence by saying this, but I couldn't even hear the rest of it over the screams. And But I was thinking about that, like, that's almost in their defense, like... Yeah, yeah, that's not their fault. It's How hard are they to connect with the audience continue? because they can't even, like, finish a sentence. And uh, that's the one thing that I will say I, like, dislike about concerts like that that are, like, so mainstream headliners. Like, any any show like that, that's what you're going to get because it's, like, literally, like, thousands of teenage and 20-something-year-old girls that are just, like, going fucking insane. And, I mean, I'm not to say I wasn't yeah. one of them. Like, <laughs> I was consistently I was screaming my head off. I was standing on my chair screaming and singing along to all the lyrics. Like, that's just what the concert is. And it's – they don't have the opportunity to connect with the yeah. audience. Like, and if you want that opportunity, buy a VIP backstage pass. <laughs> yeah. I mean – they're just not going to, like, sit there and tell you the story behind every song. And to be honest, I don't really want to hear it because, like, I want to hear you play as many songs as you possibly can in your, like, two-hour time slot. Like, yeah. Personally, I would rather have you play every hit than you tell me the backstory be- behind every song. If you want that, watch the fucking documentary. Yeah. I don't know. I always like it, though, when they do something, like, different. Like, I know what we're saying. It's hard to kind of stray from the script and, like, do something different. Yeah. But... I kind of like when they are like, oh, in Charlotte, they brought Sophie Turner on stage. Like, wasn't that so cool? Like, it yeah. makes you feel special for going to that concert specifically. Right. I but, know I mean. again, like, I know that they don't always necessarily, like, have the means to do that. But I think something like that would be cool. Because, like, on top of hearing all my favorite songs, I would have liked to say something like, oh, my God. And it was so cool because they did this. Like... I know exactly what you're saying. I'm trying to think. I feel like I went to a concert recently. We went to Chris Lane and he Is that what brought it was? out Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess. Because apparently he does that for every concert because um, he did that at the one this past weekend in, at the beach that our roommate went to. I see. 
But I guess it makes you feel special in the moment. Yeah. I mean... I really wanted them. I was hoping that they were going to low-key surprise us with, like, a a big Rob bodyguard appearance for the burning up. Um, Oh. (laughs) Yeah. But he did come on stage. So when I saw them back in 2009 when they were on tour, um, burning up, that was, like, the single of the moment then. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure they also closed with it then. But they brought big Rob for the rap part on stage like he came on and did the rap part which was pretty dope well, which I didn't necessarily think he was gonna do again but I was just like in the back of my mind I don't understand why they didn't bring Miley Cyrus up for We Got the Party I think that was a huge miss yeah and <laughs> what's the other song that I'm thinking of um they did the Camp Rock song oh yeah oh god but Demi's not doing so well no she's like on the up and up she's on the recovery right now yeah but a tour isn't what you need during recovery <laughs> I know but it would have been hype I would have killed for a Demi Lovato song. I honestly probably would have been like, wait, who's that? I don't recognize her. I love Demi Lovato low-key. Yeah. She's talented. Camp Rock, those are pretty good. I'm probably going to watch the the second one on Disney Plus tonight. Nice. Oh, Disney Plus, yeah. I'm finishing Yellowstone. I need to. I have one episode left and I'm... The fact that you haven't is stressing me out because it's so good. I I literally... I cried in the last episode and Ross told me I was being dramatic. I cry like every other episode. (laughs) Yeah, if you aren't watching Yellowstone, it's on what the Paramount fuck Network, doing? which you can get on your local Hulu subscription if you don't have Hulu. It's on on demand too, I think. Oh, I guess so. What you can get on like an Apple TV or something? I don't know. I actually don't even know if I can get it on my TV because oh, I've you watch on your been, computer. I've been watching it at Ross's. Oh, because he has, I don't know whatever it is. I think it's on demand that we've been watching it on. Oh. Well, yeah, in that case, there's no excuse why you shouldn't be watching it. But, seriously, it's the most underrated, underknown show of this, like, era. Yeah, I would agree with that. It needs to win, like, all of that. And at first, like, um, someone, like, tried to get me to watch it, and I was like, yeah, like, I don't know, I'm not really into that whole, like, country, yeah, cowboy thing. Like, I just don't understand and they were like, no, seriously, like, it's really good. It has, like, a whole backline to it. And, like, no matter what kind of shows you're into, like, you can get on board with it. And so I gave it a chance. And I, it, they were right. I was honestly, like, really hooked. And then. And the acting is unreal. Yeah. And I mean, it, what's his name, isn't it? Kev, Kevin. Uh, oh, Kevin Costner. Costner. Yeah. He's, he's the main guy in it. Yeah. And he's obviously the shit. Badass. It's really good, and it low-key makes me want to go, like, visit a ranch somewhere oh, wait. out there. Um, so, this is a small story, quick so- aside. Uh, <laughs> one of my good friends from college actually actually lives in Bozeman, M- Montana, is that? Yeah. Oh, Which cool. is where this, the um, show takes place. And when I saw him a couple weeks ago at this wedding, I was like, oh my god, do you watch Yellowstone? Like, <laughs> this is what I think your life is like. And he's like... Honestly, it's not too far off from the truth. <laughs> and I was like, I need to go to Bozeman, which that is never really a place cool. that I've ever thought I wanted to go. But he said it is really beautiful out yeah. there. I mean, you know, wide open spaces give me anxiety, but... Wide open <laughs> space. Should we cue the outro with that song? Yeah. All right, everyone. Um, it's dinner time. Good to see you on a Monday. Yeah, we're going to have a nice 8 p.m. dinner. <laughs> um, we won't be here next weekend because of the holiday... So hopefully you'll catch us in two weeks. 
December 13th-ish weekend. Yeah, we'll figure something out. But in the meantime, have a great holiday. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Eat lots of traditional or non-traditional food. Eat some steak, people. Yeah. (laughs) Go to a buffet. Fuck it. (laughs)